Welcome to Rama for Today. Well, I was walking across a platform praying in the Spirit with other tongues, and the Spirit of God said to me, the key word of this camp meeting is the word supernatural. Hallelujah. And so we made that the key word. Hallelujah. I, I on Monday night gave you the dictionary definition of the supernatural. Number one, it's of or proceeding from an order of existence beyond nature or the visible and observable universe. Number two definition of the word supernatural is the divine operation or intervention with the miraculous. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan with his teaching, The Supernatural. I wanted you to notice particularly without going into further great detail here, in the fourth chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, the prayer that the believers prayed after that Peter and John were taken in question after the healing of the crippled man at the gate called Beautiful, the lame man, and they were threatened, commanded to preach and teach no more in the name of Jesus. And being let go, they went to their own company, reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And they, the whole company of believers, lifted up their voices one accord in God in prayer and said, Behold, thou art God, and, and which has made the heaven and earth and the sea and all them that is, and so on. And then they concluded that prayer by saying, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, the 29th verse, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be wrought by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And the next verse said, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and spake the word of God with boldness. Then in the second chapter of First Corinthians, Paul said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I want you to notice the expression, faith in the power of God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I said to you, on Monday night, and this is a continuation of that message, we will repeat some things we said because we didn't say everything the Lord wanted to say. In fact, we did, couldn't finish the message in the time we had. But prior to camp meeting, last year and this year, we've taken two weeks out of our schedule, and at 10.30 each morning till 12, we pray out on the Rainless campus especially just for camp meeting. And this year, I, the services that I conducted, I was there and some of the rest of them that I didn't conduct, but I, I was led by the Spirit of God to 
go here to the Acts of the Apostles and to examine the prayer life of the early church. How did they pray? What did they pray for? And so we see them here in this first prayer meeting, so to speak. And we notice that they prayed, Grant unto thy servants that with all boldness we may speak thy word. They prayed for boldness to speak the word of God. They prayed for healing. And that signs and wonders would be wrought in the name of the Holy Child Jesus. Well, in those prayer meetings, we would pray with our understanding. And then we'd all look to the Spirit of God within us and trust him to help us to pray. For after all, Paul right to the Romans said, we know not for what to pray as we ought. And you just don't know how to get the job done as you should with your own intellect and your own mind. But thank God the Holy Ghost who resides in our spirits knows how to get it done. And so then we trusted him and prayed in the Spirit, or prayed, in other words, with other tongues. And I'd say to them, just get comfortable, kneel if you want to, walk if you want to. I like to walk a lot of times and pray. And just don't do something that will disturb other people in praying. Otherwise, just do whatever you want to, get comfortable, and we'll just pray in the Spirit. Well, I was walking across the platform praying in the Spirit with other tongues, and the Spirit of God said to me, the key word of this camp meeting is the word supernatural. Hallelujah. And so we made that the key word. Hallelujah. I, I on Monday night, gave you the dictionary definition of the supernatural. Number one, it's of or proceeding from an order of existence beyond nature or the visible and observable universe. Number two definition of the word supernatural is the divine operation or intervention with the miraculous. Number three definition of the supernatural was something miraculous or marvelous. Praise God. And so we pointed out to you that the universal man believes in the supernatural. The Bible is a record of miracles and divine interventions. It is history of the outbreaking of the supernatural realm into the natural. Beginning with Abraham in the Old Testament, all of the major characters of the Old Testament history were miracle workers, or better, God wrought the supernatural through them. The thing that lifted Joseph from the prison to the office of the prime minister of Egypt was the supernatural. Israel deliverance from Egypt that we've all studied from the time we were little Sunday school children. The thing that delivered Israel from Egypt's bondage was a series of the manifestation of the supernatural that shook Egypt to its very foundation. 
the crossing of the Red Sea, the 40 years in the wilderness were a series of manifestations of the supernatural. The object of the manifestation of the supernatural was to separate Israel from the dead gods of Egypt and bind them to worship the living God of Abraham. Hallelujah. Now when the supernatural ended, you read the Old Testament, when the supernatural ended, Israel lapsed into heathenism. And they only came back into fellowship with their God after a series of staggering supernatural manifestations. If we had time, which we don't in this message, it would be very interesting. And I want to sometime to study the supernatural manifestations of the conquest of kingdom. And then to study the period of the four kinds of the four great supernatural or miraculous manifestations recorded in Daniel that sent Israel back from captivity into their own land, free from idolatry, establishing a precedent for a nation of slaves set free and sent them to their own country with permission and yea, even more, bless God, with funds to rebuild their city and their temple and establish its worship. It has no parallel in human history. It is a distinct and a definite manifestation of the supernatural power of God. Now, when Jesus began his public ministry, it was a ministry of the supernatural. Every revival since the day of Pentecost that has honored that humble Galilean, the Lord Jesus Christ, has been a revival of the supernatural. I've always been, well, history's always been my favorite subject. I've always studied history. When I was in school, I, I could uh, read a chapter in history and just get up and recite it word by word, never forget it. And after I got born again, became a Christian, and became a minister. I've studied Christian, history of the Christian church, and the history of every outpouring, and of every revival. And you'll find it to be true, my friends, that every revival, since the day of Pentecost, that has honored the Lord Jesus Christ, has been a revival of the supernatural. Welcome to Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. 
This month, we're offering Kenneth E. Hagen's three-CD set, A Fresh Anointing. We're also offering Lynette Hagen's CD, Fuel Your Passion for God. Last but not least is Kenneth W. Hagen's book entitled, Overflow, Living Above Life's Limits. All these items at the special price of $35. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Rama Christmas lights on really, really soon. November 22nd at 6 yes. p.m. And then, and then of course, we have our Wednesday night service. After that. After yes. that. In, in, mm-hmm. in the Rama Church Auditorium. That's right. And then, uh, you know, they stay on till mm-hmm. January the 1st at 11.30 they go off. They come on November 22nd at 6 p.m. Yes. And they go off at 11.30. They're a sight to see. Yes. If you've never seen them, you need, if you're close enough to come, you need to come and That's see right. the Rhema Christmas Lights. You can go to rhemalights.org and you can see pictures, but it does not do them justice. No, no. And you have to walk through the park. Oh my goodness, the park is absolutely beautiful. beautiful. And there's music that goes with the, with the lights on. It is gorgeous. Yes, it is. Yes. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, The Supernatural. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.